before the crisis, there was a lot of discussion out there how the transformation is going on. And we knew that a kind of new normal before Corona uh, for sure was that you had to adapt quicker to changes. The thing with Corona and crises like these is, I think, that you always have to adjust your compass from time to time. Hi everyone, welcome to Let's Talk Mercedes, the podcast by Mercedes-Benz. This is all about exciting topics like mobility, innovation, technology and much more. To open up new perspectives and to gain deeper insights, we meet experts from inside Mercedes-Benz and experts from all over the world. My name is Sarah Elze, I'm your host and I'm looking forward to discovering the latest news and trends with you. So thank you for listening and now let's talk Mercedes. What do toilet paper, banana bread, home workout and school openings have in common? These are terms that we entered in search engines during the Corona crisis. This is typical for us. If we want to know something, we go on the Internet and do some research, especially when we are uncertain, want to find out something quickly and specifically. And this is exactly where journalists and PR professionals are in demand. Their work has changed radically over the last years and now even more due to physical distancing. How exactly, which obstacles had to be overcome and how that development will shape the future of PR work. That's what we're talking today with Sebastian Vesper and Katja Bott. Hi there. Hello, Hi. nice to be here. Thank you. Let me just quickly introduce you, Sebastian. You are head of the Berlin office of Medienfachverlag Oberauer, which is responsible for the major independent trade media for German-speaking journalists and press offices. Katja, you're head of the global communication department at Mercedes-Benz Cars and Vans. Um, before we talk about all the obstacles and opportunities, of course, and the challenges which had to be overcome um, in the new situation, we also have a little challenge for you. I've prepared some sentences, some lines, and I'd like you to finish them. I'm going to start them and it's up to you to finish them. Looking forward to it, Sarah. Tell us what you have. First line, um, maybe uh, Katja, you start, but it's also for Sebastian. Um, I want both answers. Uh, first line, the most important thing I've learned during the Corona crisis is? It's all about the team. Very easy to answer. All right, Sebastian? Patience. Patience. Would you explain that a little bit more? <laughs> um, I'm used to uh, move things around. Uh, I've built up a business in the past couple of years here in Berlin. And if all of a sudden you need to be kind of at home, you can't do anything or you can't do much. And so you need to be patient. For me, this is quite hard. All right. Secondly, the technology which simplified my work over time was? Yeah, digital team meetings, I would say. Definitely got a super A-list priority now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So thirdly, last line, um, PR is not only about relevant information, but also about good stories. So here's your last line. The story that I remember best is... Maybe we have to look at that a little bit broader. Two, three things that happened. I think uh, interesting to see how many stories were put out there on global solidarity, on how the world 
works together and adapts, you know, to that new situation in, in order to overcome the whole uh, topic and to find the way into a new normal. Um, I think we read a lot of stories on that. And for me, it was interesting that this is really obviously a world topic. So it's not a one market, one country thing, but it's really a global thing. I mean, we have our uh, brand ambassador, Jan Frodeno. He's a triathlete. Yeah. So he had the idea to do a triathlon at home. And um, he let the world in into his home and, you know, did the whole challenge at home. He was um, collecting money, you know, people could tune in and, and donate money for the good cause. I think all those things happened. And there's not really one story. I think there are numerous stories out there. People getting creative, people staying positive, people helping each other. This is at least what, you know, really touched me. And, you know, I think these were the good stories. And now shifting uh, over to Sebastian, what is your best story in the last weeks? Um, this was a story when the German president, Frank-Walter Steinmeier, stated um, that the whole thing about democracy and freedom and, and human rights and so on, everything that Germany actually stands for, uh, has done a quite a good proof in Corona times. So this makes me, in a way, uh, happy and, in a way, a little bit proud. Let's talk about your stories. Uh, you both mentioned that it was a little bit harder to shift your office work to home office routine. So how did you manage it? Well, I think this was not so much the question on how one is really managing it because there was no alternative, right? I mean, you had to manage it. Um, I mean, I've uh, personally, I have a totally new relationship to headphones after nine uh, weeks or so. Um, so I know how important they are. I, I was not aware of that. And if you are in front of your computer eight, nine hours, one Skype or Teams conference coming after the next. Uh, I think it's it's a totally new way of, you know, also concentrating yourself. Still, though, I have to add, I'm totally missing the personal contact because a lot is, yeah, missing when you do not have those um, you, you meet someone in the office, you have a quick chat, you have a cup of tea together, a cup of coffee together, and you just chat about the things of life. And a lot is happening there, a lot on, on, on the human side. And um, this is definitely clear for me to say that this is really missing after those weeks of the new or in those weeks of the new normal. I think this is uh, absolutely right what you say, Katja. You know, we, we are a much smaller company than Mercedes is. We are some 35 people. Um, and my team here in Berlin is a, a team of three, including myself. So what we discovered um, when we went into remote working all of a sudden, let's say, is two things. First is it's really good if you see each other on the screen. We wouldn't have thought that before. Um, because we know how each other, how everyone looks like, but it's also like interacting and so on. And the second thing, thing is, um, my impression is that the, the quality of conversation is increasing. When I talk to clients, for example, when I talk to people, uh, to colleagues in, in, in different offices, people care more about how are you. How are you is not just how are you. How are you is hope you stay healthy and how is your mother and so on. And, and this is something that I would, would hope to last, even if Corona stops one day, uh, that people 
care about each other in that way that we have experienced it in our Yeah, that's a really good point. Sebastian, you also mentioned a really interesting keyword. You said quality. Um, I had been working for a TV station years ago, and I always had the feeling that I never had enough time to do research. Um, is the world really turning slower for journalists right now? And do they have more time for, let's say, a little bit provocatively um, quality journalism? We um, know our B2B audience quite well and uh, we are quite close to them. So we know what is important for them, what they want to want to know now. Um, uh, I'm not sure how it, how it is with a kind of journalist of general newspaper or general TV station, uh, if it's easier to, to do research or not. I mean, it depends on how many colleagues are working, where are they working, how accessible is PR, in which company, in which industry also. I mean, there are industries uh, that may be much better used to do PR from remote because they have an abstract product. Uh, while a car manufacturer, for example, has a very emotional and empathetic product you need to touch, you need to show, you need to drive in and you need to smell. Mm. Katja, you were shaking your head. <laughs> Sometimes you said yes with that and then you said no when I asked, the, is the world turning slower? How is it working for you? And Sebastian really mentioned an important thing. I mean, a car is a very emotional product. It's very tough to um, convey that feeling over uh, digital work. Yeah, but maybe <clears throat> let me come back to the question, is, is the world turning uh, slower? We as a team, um, we have also short time working. Right. So that means that it's not the whole team is there, but it's just parts of the team that are working right now. So we are doing the work with um, less capacity. And I think we are uh, besides that, we are confronted with with a lot of topics right now. We have a lot of requests on the Corona crisis and what that uh, means for our company. And not only for sure in Germany or in Europe, but around the world when it comes to production sites and, you know, um, the sales side and everything so there are a lot of people ask a lot of questions still and and we as, as i said at the beginning we are trying to change our communications mode towards a more digital way of communicating our topics uh, to the outer world so it's a lot of tasks with you know less people and i guess this is not only true for us but that is sometimes also true for our customers the media because as far as i know uh, there are outlets out there that are also uh, working short a short time and have uh, reduced staff At their outlets. So I guess if you ask, is there more time? I would say maybe in some instances, but I guess that uh, there are also a lot of examples where time is lacking. And maybe you do not have uh, too much of a time for intensive research, etc. In my opinion, PR is everything about earned media. But now, A lot of PR departments are creating uh, assets, online assets, content. Um, Sebastian, is that kind of a competitor right now for you? Or how is the, um, the relationship uh, still between PR side and, and the writing media journalist side? You know, being a journalist is a very hard thing since years, <laughs> I think. There's not, not only the disruption in that sense that companies uh, start to become publishers as well and to 
provide content that normally classical media would have provided. It's also that influencers everywhere uh, are kind of uh, trying to explain the world to the rest of the world, which is only uh, normally the, the task of journalists. And there's the whole business model of journalism under attack and, and all, all that. So it's a lot of um, things, apart from Corona, that are bothering uh, journalists uh, anyway. And yes, um, of course, in a certain way, um, the uh, that companies becoming publishers is to some uh, publishing companies really a problem. On the other hand, it's just a one one of the uh, uh, the big picture, but. Um, Independent uh, journalism at the end of the day is still important. You see that with the quality media in the, in the US, even in the US, for example. And so I would say, yes, it's a threat and it's, um, yeah, it's bothering us. But on the other hand, it's just one of the effects we see. Yeah. And you can see it. Um, a lot of people are asking for, um, for media, um, content from real publishers and journalists in uncertain times because they think there's an expertise behind that media stuff. So I can see that as well. So maybe it's also a good thing, which is uh, coming with the Corona time. Um, Katja, uh, the Corona crisis hit us all while Geneva Motor Show should have taken place. The event was canceled, but you did an, a digital event. When um, Were there any fails and lessons that came with transforming the Geneva Motor Show to a digital format within a few days? If you ask me, we were, you know, that that had never happened before, that we got a call basically telling us that we have like three, four days in order to get an idea how to um, transfer a press conference um, that would have taken place at Geneva at the show and transferring that into a digital format. So um, this was really a crisis mode where you come together with a team and ask yourself, so what do you do now? First of all, you need the platform um, to provide the information. Uh, luckily enough, that was there. We we have Mercedes Me Media. That is our um, media platform where we can distribute videos and live streams and press material. And then we had the idea to provide a talk, you know, a talk on a stage with our board members and a, and a moderator talking, you know, about the new products and uh, about the actual situation. And then we decided we are just trying transferring this basic idea we had uh, for Geneva and putting this uh, to a Stuttgart studio and more or less doing the same um, and live streaming uh, the whole scenery. And what we kind of learned afterwards is that we had, you know, we had a good talk, we had a good live situation, that that all worked out. But I think we are doing product PR, obviously. We had a little bit, you know, underestimated um, that there was very little concentration on our new vehicles. And I think what we also learned, we really have to make sure that all our markets out there also have the possibility to adapt quickly to such a new format. And that, that is also something we learned. Um, your first fully digital event was when I know it right, um, in December 2019 with the GLA. So Digital events um, of Mercedes-Benz and other companies weren't originally uh, originally caused by the Corona crisis. To just mention it at this time, so Sebastian, um, how do you experience those digital media events? I think, from a journalistic point of view, um, yeah, pro digital events uh, they can be much more efficient for the journalist 
way because you don't need to travel. You can join from wherever you are. You can pop in and pop out without anybody noticing it. Um, you may have a recording and so on. So, and you may have a proper presentation on your screen. So it's a lot of advantages. On the other hand, potentially you can be distracted from, from the event because, um, there's something happening on your email uh, account or outside outside your camera window and so on. Um, I found out personally that spending one, more than one hour in a digital meeting is really hard and really hard to concentrate. I think a digital format forces um, spokespeople or PR people to concentrate and to focus on what they need to say. And even CEOs sometimes. So for me, from a journalistic point of view, it's an, uh, it's an advantage. On the other hand, you can't really read behind uh, between the lines. So I guess it's easier if you are in one room to see what the person physically really wants to say between the lines. So it's a lot of pros and cons with you, those kind of digital media things. I think at the end of, a day, of the day, if a person, if a PR person is empathetic, and has a good relationship with the journalist. It can be uh, a digital meeting or it can be in one room. Uh, it doesn't really matter uh, so much. When you hear that, do you think it's really like the internet and all the different channels uh, is a good thing to get the specific information? Maybe, I don't know, uh, I mean, Mercedes Me Media is still developing. Maybe there is a, a chat room for just the technical journalists in the future. I don't know. How is it developing? Would that Is it something you really would appreciate because you say it's more specific? Like if you follow a YouTube channel, you have those fashion beauty lifestyle channels, you have those tech channels, you have a cooking channel. You, it's very, very specific and it's like a niche. Do you think that could be a great opportunity of this developing, shifting everything to digital? When I have a look at, at uh, our department, we have a very, very broad scale of topics, right? I mean, we, you know, we have the Vans business with us. The vans, you know, you've got commercial uh, vans, um, you've got uh, camper vans, yes, uh, totally different story, different audience, different interest from the media. We've got the car business with, you know, more corporate topics or deep dives into technology and products. So already today we have that broad scale of, of information we are providing or we are talking about. And um, so for me, It's our task to really target our information as best as we can. But uh, still, though, I think we can be uh, more targeted. And yes, I think digitization also helps to, to do that a little bit more focused than we do it today. But I think we are already on, on the path. I think for journalists, it's not really a, a big issue to find the right content if it's delivered properly, as you said, Katja. In a, I mean, it's a lot of content you need to provide, but you do it in a very good way and have a, a huge uh, database and, and channels and so on. I think the question is how reliable is the content and how um, accessible is a person that I may ask some additional questions about this content. So it's not about, for a journalist, I think it's not about just take our content and then go and eat it, but it's about, um, um, I, I think I think PR wants the journalist to deal with the content, to think about the content, to, um, to see it criti critically, to reflect it, and so on. And I think beyond channels or digital, non-digital, whatever, this is something... Um, that is essential for the relationship between PR and journalism. 
And I think uh, to to add to that, I think that is that is a very important point. I mean, we were talking about owned communication, and you know, the question when a company gets a distributor of information for me there lays the 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 difference also uh, of of the PR work because it's for me it's a two-way communication that we are supporting so it's the the communication that we do on the one hand but we are collecting feedback uh, we are the ones uh, that are there when questions are there or information is 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 seeking i think it's harder in in digital times to really provide that constantly and to be there specifically for specific questions but that is our big task and this is uh, and I, I'm convinced that is what we have to really fulfill because you the, the media needs you know us in order to have a, a curtain opened to to a lot of topics and questions and yes and for me that is a, a big differentiator to a solely owned communication through our channels. In each episode, we pick a recent headline to discuss. This time we've chosen this one. In March, Horizont published an article with the headline Corona Crisis. Companies must now pay attention to these three points in their PR. And one point was, and I quote, define messages for the communication plan in a crisis. Messages have to be defined and action measures clearly, clearly formulated. It should be understood as a compass that navigates through a crisis and different scenarios. Katja, have you really redefined your messages referred to the crisis or did you just move on? I uh, know for sure not. Um, I, I think especially at the beginning of the crisis, um, and I, I say now when it hit um, Europe and Germany, we kind of, you know, really made up our minds what we can communicate at that certain point of time. Because I think when such a crisis, such an unexpected huge crisis hits the world I think there is not space for every message out there. So we put a lot of our topics on hold uh, at, at the beginning and we're evaluating the situation. And we then again gradually found out that there is an interest though on topics non-corona related too yeah so that there was still you know also um, uh, media for example automotive media they were still filling their magazines with, with topics and we had to look how we can contribute what we can bring in uh, still being very sensitive on the overall situation but yeah we we started then communicating I don't know for example we we started with uh, the birthday of our brand you know talking a little bit about the history that was one of the first things we we came up with after a really uh, a period of, of not communicating at all we um, and we, we found out that there is an interest in Corona-related topics, as we, we mentioned Jan Frodeno and his idea of doing a triathlon indoors, and we, we supported that. You know, that was, I would say, a Corona-related topic. But we re really also uh, uh, found out that there is interest in non-Corona topics. I mean, I remember myself kind of, you know, uh, picking up the phone and, and asking uh, uh, a lot of our media contacts what they are doing right now and, and what they are really interested in what kind of stories they are making up right now. And uh, yes, we, we really, uh, yeah, we, we thought about it. We discussed that. And um, so I would say we, we paid attention um, for sure to the whole scenario. 
I would like to, to say something about the um, uh, the compass, which was in the statement from Horizont you quoted, because you said there, there needs to be a crisis compass with the messages I want to send or not. The thing with Corona and crises like these is, I think, in my view, that you always have to adjust your compass from time to time. And uh, I have watched that companies used to be um, kind of, we have a plan for a year and these are, are our topics and then we have a big motor show and then we have a big uh, in innovation and then we have a new model released, whatever. And this uh, kind of thing is for companies, in my view, something that they will learn. I think editorial and journalists uh, have to react more or less spontaneously to what's happening in politics anyway, what's happening in business, which industry is performing, which not. So uh, journalists in this, in this respect work in differently than, than PR people. And so I think this is harder to go uh, for PR people because it's quite new for them. Um, I would like to step in here because I think you're absolutely true. I, um, even before the crisis, um, you know, there was a lot of discussion out there how the transformation is going on. The wheels are, you know, always turning faster. And we knew that a kind of new normal before Corona uh, for sure was that you had to adapt quicker to changes. The interesting thing that I experienced in the last weeks is that we talked a lot about stuff I would say we really experienced for the first time fully within the last nine months. So whatever the annual plan was, for sure, we cannot stick to it. And you need a lot of, you know, open-mindedness and, and really you need agility uh, in order now to adjust, adjust your planning. You really have to embrace uh, the change. This, this sounds very trivial, but I think it's very true right now. Do you say that the PR departments are becoming braver because they have to, because they have to react right now? Do you think it's, it's getting more, really more agile and maybe a little bit more braver right now? I don't know whether brave is, is the right word, actually, but what is for sure true is that we do we I think we try out more I think what we are experiencing right now we are um, quicker in trying out new formats mm. I like the brave expression I think it's about becoming in, in some respect it's about becoming brave for PR people because PR people have to do a lot of change in the past few years. If we extend our view from the car industry to other industries that are under massive uh, uh, criticism, like chemical and, and so on and so on, and it has become much more demanding for people who do communications and PR in the name of companies, but also for the journalists. We were talking about the new conditions of journalism for the disruption in the field of media and so on. And that's, that's something that is really, it has become harder and harder for both roles. Mm. I can say that as someone who's watching both positions for, for 20 years. To close that episode, we were talking a lot about these uh, developments in the past uh, weeks. So, Sebastian, which formats would you like to last beyond the corona crisis? Is there anything you say, oh, hopefully we have that as well in the future? My hope is that um, PR 
remains accepting this kind of lack of control that has been occurred with Corona. What Corona shows us is that there is a point where it's just you just need to rely on a relationship to the to journalists, maybe, and to have a kind of blind flight mode. And I think this makes PR more interesting to both sides. And some of it should last in my view. And I hope that we, that we, this is not a channel or whatever, but this is a, uh, something that we can observe. And this is a development of Corona. And I think it's a positive development. Katja, what do you, what do you say? What should remain also in the future? Well, I think. From what I learned, uh, what should remain is this creativity, this open-mindedness to just, you know, um, change the plan and um, to to make it happen. And, and um, I think in our case, it has to do a lot with the team and um, it's a teamwork. It's not one person who does that and changes that, but it's a team of people that really make that happen and that thinking out of your own box, kind of widening maybe your areas of responsibility without asking a lot, but just doing it. So Sebastian and Katja, thank you very much. You really widened my mindset in terms of PR work. And we are going to post the link to Mercedes Me Media. So everyone is in the loop for news of Mercedes-Benz. And I can say thank you so much. Take care and we hear us next time for a new episode of Let's Talk Mercedes. Bye.